Street Fight family. How's it going? Guys, gals, non-binary pals. Hope you're ready to hang with the gang. We just showed up. It's the beginning of the show. This is the intro. Welcome. If you've never been here before, we're Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. Coming to you out of Columbus, Ohio on WCRS LP FM in uh, wonderful Columbus, Ohio, like I said. We are on the west side of town right now, Street Fight Headquarters. Uh, Street Fight Headquarters, the, the building we're in has a backed up sink, a toilet seat that has been broken off the hinges and just thrown on the ground. That was me. And a fire alarm that has been beeping every 90 seconds for two weeks now. So that's where we're coming to you live from. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. And uh, you can find us every single week. Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. Come hang with the gang. And uh, sorry, I panicked because I rubbed my tattoo. Um, But yeah, come Twitch.tv Street Fight Radio Wednesdays around 6. I had my kid's birthday dinner tonight. We had to squeeze it in. So... um, I was doing that. That's why we started a little, a little late today. Uh, happy birthday to baby Bug Wug. She is nine years old now. Right on. It's weird. It looks like we're it looks like we're remote right now because I'm in short sleeves and you're wearing the hat with the sweatshirt on. It doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like we're in the same room, which is kind of what it's like when we go on tour and we're staying in the same hotel room. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It's typical manner of dress. <laughs> no shirt. I've been just shirtless. I had the windows open yesterday, so I'm pro climate change yeah. right now. People are always trying to like take my beanie off my head. They're like, Brad, just use, it's fine. Get comfortable. Take your hat off. And I'm like, no, I want to be sweaty, really. That's what I would like to be, a sweaty <sighs> right now. Not this guy, especially because now that I work out when I get up, I shower after I'm done. So now I spend the whole rest of my day like fucking the bus from speed trying not to get like so hot that I sweat for the oh, rest of the day. Gotcha. <laughs> Just try to be like an even handed guy because if I sweat, I'll fucking find myself taking a second shower for the day. Right. Right. So. Yeah, I uh, Southwest like Southwest living. Look how fucked up I, I uh, this is for the people in the uh in the chat. I fucking rode the recumbent bike yesterday cuz I was like I didn't want to stand. I was very tired. I still sure. wanted to do cardio. <laughs> It's nice. <laughs> so, I wish they could just put that in my bed. I said, uh, dude, if I had a recumbent bike like right here, I would ride it through the whole podcast. They made millions of dollars selling those to office workers. I know. Putting bikes under the desk. Fucking nine. If you put that thing on like a a nine uh, resistance and uh, yes, your legs get tired, but like it just kind of feels like, well, I'm sitting down, so I should just keep fucking going. But uh, yesterday I was on it. Because I, I just, that's what I decided to do yesterday. And uh, the plastic, like, control panel is, like, in front of you. Uh-huh. And then you sit back on this thing and you ride. And fucking my knee hits the plastic control panel right on the corner. Mm-hmm. And just starts bleeding. Nice. So then I have to stop and go to the fucking paper towel thing and... I'm holding a paper towel on my bleeding knee. Uh-huh. Fucking pointer finger hits the corner of the control panel <laughs> and starts bleeding. And I'm like, fuck. I get up. I go get another paper, ta- paper towel. I wrap it around pointer finger. And now I'm holding a paper towel, two paper towels, one on a knee, one on a pointer finger, thumb. Right on the corner of that goddamn control panel. Again? Starts bleeding all over the place. So I am fucking ripped open in three places. Why do you keep going back? Well, because I wanted to ride the recumbent bike. (laughs) What's on it? It's just like, it's where you type in 
your it's where you hit like for the resistance or or like uh, they, a program and they put that behind it's so you go to some sort of tough guy gym where you have to push <laughs> buttons through broken glass yeah. is that what you're saying yeah well and now some people are like you're sitting too close it felt like if i moved back at all my legs would have been fully extended i felt like i'd be sitting on a bar stool with my legs hanging off you don't you don't want that neither, you know? So I'll never ride that fucking thing again. I'm done with the recumbent bike from here on out. It ripped. I, I I do the dishes at home as like my kind of job. I've taken the dishes on as okay. as like my fucking thing, you so know? So you can just remind everybody that you worked a dish tank when you were younger. Took the worst job. In the house is really yeah, what the, the goal of it is. You know, you, you, you married people have to know that like this, a lot of like the stereotypes about married men in the eighties, nineties, two thousands were that like they're lazy and uh, they don't want to do anything around the house. Uh, they're always complaining about having to do stuff. My thing that I do is pick the worst thing and only do that. And then everybody else has to do all the rest of the stuff around the house. Yeah. I'm a big worst thing guy. It's like when I help people move, I'll pick up the five heaviest things, but that's it. No No boxes, no boxes, no lamps, nothing. Just the five heaviest things and fucking, I don't mind doing it. It's easy. Always pick the worst stuff. So that's just, the way I am, I'm a worse stuff guy. I don't know why I have my glasses off. I'm, everything's so blurry without them now. Um, so yeah, uh, I I'm really when you beat take up. them all away. But when I do the dishes now, mm-hmm. it's hot. Okay, and worst pain I've ever felt in my life. It, one of the work when it gets in that ripped open skin, mm-hmm. it's the it's it hurts in a way. That I just, I just, I want to scream. I do scream, but like, it's just one of those. I hate abrasions <laughs> of all of the types of pain. Uh-huh. The only one that I'm a baby about is any kind of scrape, cut, or abrasion. Sure. And cuts not even with a knife. When when you get cut like with a knife when you're cooking or something, uh-huh. that doesn't hurt. Um at all really but it's annoying because of blood uh-huh you know what i'm saying sure like that the real problem with cutting yourself with a knife while you're cooking is is the blood it's not the pain but man when you scrape yourself or like when you have that stuff hanging off on your fingernail oh god and you're just like i'm just gonna pull that off real quick and <laughs> you get a nice big long fucking thing of skin and you're like god Damn it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just don't want it. You just don't. It's it's. I'm I'm definitely not that. So makes sense. Uh, um, and also, yeah, yeah. Sharp pain versus dull pain. Dull pain is not even real. I don't even think dull pain is real. You know, I broke a. I've broken bones. It ain't that bad, really. Sure. The the, the cast sucks and all that stuff, but like, it's fine. Also. I clarified this on Twitter, but if you're not on Twitter, uh, I get I don't get holes in my socks because I walk through them. That is not even possible. I don't think because I'm in shoes all the time. How would I get a hole in my sock walking in shoes? It's they're not like hitting anything. It's kind of just I I walk holes into my socks. You don't wear shoes though. You will walk a hole in your sock without shoes. I would on. not wear socks outside without shoes. I'm not that reckless. I do. Person. I'll do that. I could never. <laughs> it makes my back hair stand up just thinking about that. I'm like, ugh. That was like the surest way to get screamed at by my parents. I And I, you know, that's something I fight every time Charlotte does it. She's like, I'm going to go outside and run and get this. And then she just like flop, flop, flop. And I'm like, <laughs> those can't come back in the house. Oh, God. We would get keep s- them out there. Just. Keep them at the door and they're done. Oh, forget it, dude. I might even get grounded for a couple days if I went outside yeah. in socks. They were just, they would heat them up quite a bit. And the reason holes come in my side, and I just discovered that this year, this, this year, I only clip my toenails like every three or four months, you okay. know? Sure. So they get knifey 
And yeah. then they ripped through the sock. I just figured that out this year, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. I had bought these, like, $60 socks, thinking, like, all my socks are too weak. I think uh-huh. if I... We all know how I think. You know, you spend more money. Right. You're going to get some strong More bang socks. for your buck. <laughs> yeah. This is the best. So, so, I bought $60 socks, thinking, like, if these work, I'll get three pair of $60 socks. Sure. And then just make sure I'm always washing them. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they don't stand up to eagle talons. They don't. No, no. <laughs> I noticed that all the holes in my fucking socks were big toe area. Yeah. And the how, big how, toe <laughs> nail gets to get so big. Gargantuan. It's, it, I bet you Dude. if I pull my shoes off right now and you saw my big toe, you'd be like, I can't believe toes get like that. I, do you have fungus? I think I thought you no, had good no. toes. I think you have great toes. I do. I do. Yeah, my dad had the worst. My dad would, like, we would bully him to put socks and shoes on if he walked around without his socks on. Because he had, like, total boot rot from wearing work boots all the time. And it was just, like, this chalky mess just yeah. that was just smashed on top of his foot. No, minor. And they were fucking perfect. so, it was, like, yellowish, greenish. Like, his shit was so wrecked. And I have I have a fucked up toenail too. <laughs> That's really bad. I, I one time, uh, one of the worst memories I had, one of the worst things I ever did on accident. Uh, we went to uh, the water a water park, Geauga Lake, up near Cleveland. They had a wave pool, and the waves came on. And I'd never been to this place before. And I didn't know how strong they were. We were probably like. I was probably twenty something, and somebody got sucked underneath me, and I felt my big toenail just like totally split them open oh, like up that. their back like just get lacerated <laughs> off my big toenail i did yeah. not mean to and i think i started cutting them like every day since then because i realized how dangerous they can be i do that to katie's like <laughs> legs yeah you know what i mean like yeah. down here where our legs meet when we're sleeping also like <laughs> the other way i figured this out is that i had these sheets and down by where my feet were we get there was a hole in them uh-huh. And I was like, well, I'm not like walking in my sheet. So I figured out it's, it's the toenail. It's my toenails are just because I just, who thinks about that? I don't even I do. think about my fingernails. I never think oh. about nails at all. I don't even think it's important. This is to what, worry about. This is superiority of divorce life is that <laughs> when you're trying to be, when you're trying to play footsie. And when you're trying to play around in, in somebody's area, uh, you need to cut your nails. So I cut them. I cut them like every time I shower now. I love it. Yeah. I'm like I like uh, dating made me into like the most hygienic I've ever been. I love it. Well, that's a, I will say that I'm very proud of this. I used a whole tub of lotion this winter. Which I've never done during the winter because I'm always like, I'm going to buy a fucking tub of lotion. I use it like three times and then never touch it again because I hate lotion. So I did do that. I, you know, I, I did. That's I, great. I am, I am using lotion now, which is something. But yeah, the toenail. I, I actually, my lotion problem, I solved it because I thought for my whole life, because of how I grew up, the home I grew up in, four brothers and sisters. Uh, two parents. Just my house was always like. There's always a lot of people in it, mm-hmm. and I I thought you had to get dressed in the bathroom after you take a shower. Uh huh. You know you don't you don't got to do that. You can like get dressed in a different room other than the bathroom. Sure. And I discovered that this year, so I've been getting dressed in my bedroom instead of in the bathroom. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. And then it's not all humid. You can do the lotion thing now. So I I did. Figure that glasses out. Glasses have really changed you. Or yep. maybe it's jazz. Is it the jazz? The glasses made me intelligent. Oh, God. The my music made you more intelligent. My music right now is in the worst rut of all time. My, my, my fucking Spotify wrapped at the end of the year might be extremely humiliating because uh, I've been listening to Shaggy. Uh, it wasn't me. That Just one. Just that one song or the and whole album? Angel. Oh, Angel's dope. Yeah. And Boombastic. Yeah, that's good too. And then also All Summer Long by Kid Rock. Like I'm running that playlist okay. every morning when I get up. <laughs> okay. And I don't know why selection. that happened. Yeah. Well, I know I wanted to hear It Wasn't Me. And then it just played through to Angel. Yeah. And I was like, this song is fresh. It's good. Yeah. It's as good as it gets. It's going to be the song 
if I have to renew my vows like in a sitcom, I'd like to do Angel as okay. the the dance song. We can record it for Instagram Live or something. It's that. You can it's, renew your vows and then it'll play Angel. Yeah. And it's kind of like uh, All Summer Long in a way, I've been thinking. Uh-huh. Because it is Space Cowboy or the Joker uh-huh. is the sample they use. And it's Angel. Just call me Angel. So they mashed two things together, much like Kid Rock did in All Summer Long. So good on you, Shaggy. Uh, big fan. I've never liked reggae, uh, but now I've been listening to reggae in the morning. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure you have. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that Shaggy's Angel is a, is really I think it's a great song too. a hell of a never... fucking song it, I like it when he said I, I can do the Shaggy impression I'm not going to do it on the air because it's wrong it'll get clipped oh yeah but my daughter said it was the first time in her life she's ever heard me do an impression that sounded like the person I was doing an impression of. So amazing. Just know that I do very problematic uh, impressions <laughs> when I'm not on the air and the- I'm very good at one of them. Yeah. That's a VIP experience. <laughs> so I got some, uh, uh, I, I guess like we're, we're recording this on the day of, uh, the Texas trans thing. Uh, that I, I don't know if I fully understand. I've also always sort of felt like with, with uh, uh, those kind of issues, the, the call-in show is sort of a better place to deal with them because we can have people that know what they're talking about call in and talk about it. But just I just want to say, if you're listening to this show and you're in Texas and you're trans, uh, you know, solidarity. I, I wish there was something I could say that was like really super like uh, uh, inspiring and stuff, but fuck, man. You no, know, you just need to help. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I think read so- all the stuff and get educated. It's, it's awful. Uh, it's terrible. And uh, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. And it feels like I just, I, 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 I we want to get somebody to call in on Sunday. About this, of course. Yeah. We should do an ABCDC, ABCDs show soon as well. Because it's, I think it's better to have people that know what they're talking about uh, uh, talk about these things than it is for me and Brett. I mean, all me and Brett matter. are going to say is, "We're this is fucked up. This sucks. This is really bad." And I don't even really know. I I read like a tweet thread that it's, I kind of understood. It's know? fucked up intimidation. It's concern trolling from Republicans um, that want to use the government to fucking separate families and shit that can live their own life however they want. Like Republicans are are they want they we only accept people that are exactly like them and and will believe what how they do and uh, they're going to use the government to bully people that don't need it and and. Uh, you know, and talk, they're they're arguing against it as if uh, kids can't make this decision, but like they're okay with people going to the fucking military, and that fucks up your life forever. Like that does irreversible damage to everybody that ever that fucking joins. You know? Yeah, I mean, they don't mind kids deciding that you know they're a Christian when they're eleven. Yeah, that that doesn't. That's nothing. That's I mean, and and you know that really fucks people up. Like, that's another thing that kind of can... A lot of people are fucked up over that stuff now. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll say... And I mean, and the thing about it is, like, fucking Gwen... Your daughter wouldn't wear, like, a uh, Cure shirt to school just because it would probably wouldn't make... It would probably go against the grain, right, at school? Yeah. I don't think that any any kid would be making that decision uh, with any sort of ease. No. No. No, I mean, I think that, like, the teens are a lot more accepting now than they were maybe when i was younger but no they i mean teens are i hate to say it like this they're they're kind of cowards when it comes to like standing out in front of people i mean high school is still high school like it was back when we were kids when when i I mean i didn't want to stand out at all i wore the same shit everybody else wore there was fucking one year where me and all my friends had the same exact shoes like and i begged my parents to get me these fucking shoes because all my friends had the shoes same color same style same everything kids are still like that like uh uh and and it's really not the state's 
business what goes on in in these houses but this is midterm yeah. shit this is this is republicans i mean they love to do this stuff around the midterm so they can point to it and say this is what we did for you to their base and then those the worst people in the world get to be happy and uh I mean that's what, that's what it feels like. This is well, it's, I mean, but yeah, Texas is awful. It's just the same thing as the abortion thing, where they're they're threatening that all of all of, there's going to be government agents asking you questions about your life and punishing you, you know, for supporting your kid's decision, you know, about how they want to be identified, you know, and giving it's all these people making all these people a part of their fucking thing that don't want anything like teachers making teachers yeah, a making part of their fucking thing that they don't want to be a part of you right. know and it's just it's so they are the worst fucking they're just a thought they're horrible they whenever they lie about oh you know we don't want the government making these decisions they don't want the government to make your life easier yeah is what they want i think i'm gonna go do i think we should go do a show in germany and i'm gonna get my texas tattoo covered up in germany yeah like the dixie chicks did because oh, okay. that's to be overseas it has to be disrespectful if it's overseas it's disrespectful yes that is true it is disres more disrespectable disrespectable disrespectful if you do it overseas it really makes them mad if you say america sucks overseas it yeah. makes them so mad. it doesn't even make any sense for them to be mad about it overseas <laughs> like what's the difference yeah you just keep it at the dinner table yeah Oh God! Uh, speaking of, I'm sorry. Uh, so sorry. Learned uh, two things. We only did two this week. Me and Tony from Minion Death Cult. We did. You know who the band As I Lay Dying is? Mm, ish. Did you know their lead singer tried to have his wife killed? <laughs> no, did not know that. <laughs> he he went to jail for a few years for it, and uh, he he uh, um. I read his apology for it, which I don't know. You don't really have to do it a public apology for that one. In my opinion, I know it I mean, sounds like it, it, it's not the no one's going to believe issue. you. But who's going to believe you? What do you mean? How you try to get somebody? You try to get somebody killed. You're not sorry about it. You're sorry you got caught. If things would have went your way, you would have been walking around being totally happy with your life. I never really thought about it like that. I mean, in the end, I felt like the uh, uh, reason he apologized was because he he uh, wants to be famous still. Sure. That's <laughs> like, what I mean. Yeah, that was... That, he would have just been out there rocking the house and being like, I really got away with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For Yeah, you're exactly right about that, too. It, it is the type of thing where he would be like... Uh, I, I fucking did it, man. I got away with it but, instead of, of a pop. But I don't even think it's yeah. like, is it really something that you would have to apologize to the public for? It doesn't have anything to do with me or you or anybody. He needs to apologize to his wife and kids. He also had kids. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it's but it's usually for these guys, it's always like, I guess, um, Hey, I know I make music about uh, how women are awful and 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 they all break your heart and uh, how much I want to fight against uh, their their control over my life. But uh, it does nothing to do. My music is, you know, my art. And just because I'm a wife killer doesn't mean that that's what it what inspired that. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that you know, because all the all the like a lot of those emo metalcore bands are like pedophile guys too that have to then apologize. Like, well, we sang all these songs, Burger Records. We sang yeah. a bunch of songs. We're thirty year olds singing about fucking teenagers. Uh, but we were actually doing it. Uh, you know, but like, you know, yeah, Burger was that was. But me and Tony came to the conclusion that one, uh. He owes the apology to his wife. It's it's not something that they need to apologize to us for. And two, uh, why even apologize? You're in metal, and I got to tell you the truth. If I was a metal guy, if it's we 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 brought up like Gigi Allen and like uh, uh, Mayhem and all those people that do this this like really wild stuff, and they are like famous, and people are only interested in them because they did this wild stuff. You know, so yeah, and as I lay dying as a Christian 
which that was very oh, the Christian. Maybe that's why I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. though I would seems like I would know them more, but yeah, I never listened to him. It's metalcore. Um, so yeah, uh, that one, and then Kramer. The uh, full on, yeah. we played the full Kramer. So fun. Yeah, oh yeah, it's something when you hear it now. Uh, wow. Uh, I do think. I mean, just so far, what I've seen, and like since we've. It's become a bigger uh, issue because of cancel culture and all of that. But the way that people get affected by these things, um, it does feel like there is a certain part of the uh, monkey brain of humans where it's like if a person says my bad, like they're like, all right. I mean, the songs still rip, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like people do. Apologies are enough, like for a, a lot of weird people. For most people, yeah. I mean, for, for most people, he said he didn't mean he didn't mean to jack off on front of those people. He didn't, mean, you know, like what? Yeah, there's a whole group of people that like they they love to say this. There's no amount of sorry that you can be. Yeah, yeah. But it's like there's fucking zillions of people that are just like, oh, he said he was sorry. You know, uh, uh, you know, what are we gonna throw him in jail for? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Something you're like, okay, like whatever. So yeah. another big story. Did, um, oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you get? Uh, did you hear the um, Foo Fighters news? No. What is the Foo Fighters news? You asked me that before we recorded. Um, it was. Uh, I didn't know this. There's a new meme that's out. That oh man, I don't remember it. I have to find it. The new I, meme that says like, never ask why. Uh, an artist's parents link uh, is a blue link on Wikipedia. Oh yeah. Never ask a woman her age. Never ask uh, what I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know the meme you're talking about. Uh, so I, then there's one that says never. And the the last panel is never ask the Foo Fighters about AIDS and HIV. Oh, you didn't know about that. I didn't know about this that. Is, yeah, that is I I learned about I that. I hate back that. In, I avoid the, everything about that band, even bad press. But this broke through. Yeah, I learned about that back in and and when it when it was really kicking off, and I didn't like it. Didn't track. It was a very weird, like, thing because it was like at the time you didn't get mad at people for their beliefs in that way. <laughs> like, uh-huh. at least where I was concerned. And it was just like, I remember when I first got on Twitter, somebody said the Foo Fighters have some pretty wacky beliefs on AIDS. And then it got pulled back a little bit and said, Taylor Hawkins, their drummer Mm -hmm. is the one that has the beliefs. And I think it's just that they don't exist. Yeah. Is the thing. And Uh, they played some benefits and shit. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They're a band. So they probably, well, one of the biggest bands in the world too. Uh, oh, they have an apology. Well, guess what's happening next week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew I had heard this a long time ago because there is an article here from 2000. 2000. The, 2000 talking about Damn. it. Damn. Yeah, I had known that, like, it's very weird. And, and yeah, oh, man, yeah, whatever. That's your beliefs. <laughs> that's how, yeah, in 2000, in 2000 that was the sure, world we no, lived 100%. in. No, I'm saying, yeah, I'm, I'm co-signing that. Somebody in 2000 could be racist, and you'd be like, well, I mean, he's that's what he believes in. Right. You know, I, I believe the other stuff. Different but, strokes. Yeah, different strokes, <laughs> but for, like, the racism. And, I mean, in 2001, I was hanging around with a Nazi. Yeah. And just being like, well, I, I disagree with you, but I'll defend to the death your rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the move. <laughs> it made you seem intelligent. Yeah. Did, that's really where it is. Is like, there are, like, Joe Rogan is this. Like, he has a whole bunch of people who think he's intelligent because he will listen to somebody say something vile and be like, that is very interesting. Yeah. Same thing with NPR is like that. Yeah. It's considered intellectual. Not the dumbest person in the world talking about the dumbest thing in the world and they'll treat it seriously. Yeah, there's, um, there's a stupid-ass school district nearby and they have this program where they let, like, some 
white supremacist or racist or neo-Nazi guy come and talk to the class. And it's supposed to be like to show them how stupid and, and idiotic this person is. And it's like, I mean, this shit catches on with a few. Like a couple <laughs> kids are watching on and like, oh, I can think this way. I can just do this. Yeah, one or two of them is going to fucking say something for yeah. sure. It's just going to be like, wow, I, you know, that's really great stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just found out somebody in my family is having, and I hope I don't offend anybody this, a Viking baby shower. Oh, no. And. Oh, no. I was like, I'm going to say this. And then I was saying to my wife, I go, I'm going to say this. And she was like, yeah, they're racist. I think they're racist probably. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I just going to say, sure. whenever somebody gets really into Vikings, I think there's probably a 1% of them that aren't racist. And then the other 99 are into yeah. it for racist reasons. <laughs> yeah. That's most of the draw there. So Starbucks fired more uh, union organizers this week. Did you see that story? No. Okay, so uh, multiple leaders of the Starbucks union drive in Buffalo, New York, have been warned that they may be fired in the coming weeks as a result of policy shifts planned by Starbucks management after the first successful unionization effort at one of the company's stores. The new rules appear to target several of the Starbucks workers who led the organizing drive at Buffalo's Elmwood location, Starbucks' first unionized store, and who now sit at the union's bargaining committee, as well as workers who are leading the union push at other stores in the area. Managers told workers in several Buffalo stores, including Elmwood, that any employee working less than 20 hours per week could be terminated. So, um, smart. I think what they're banking on here is that a lot of times a a union, a, 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 a worker, that might be more pro union might also be in college. So they can't work more than 20 hours a week. Yeah. I think is, is the idea. Yeah. And you might be able to schedule people for less than 20 hours a week. Yes. Well, that, that's part of, part of the thing here is, uh, a majority of the union leaders in Elmwood store work fewer than 20 hours per week. The threshold for full-time benefits at the company, the part-time schedule is typical for many Starbucks employees who frequently balance the work with other jobs, school and family commitments. These workers include, and then they, they named Jazz Brizak, Casey, Cassie Fleischer and Kellen Montagnier, who have been prominent faces in the union movement, sit at the bargaining committee. And uh, so during the during. okay, here, here's here's the uh, uh, answer here. Here's here's what they said. A representative for Starbucks denied that there is a new 20 hour rule and said that managers were having conversations with partners about their availability in light of an increase in workers asking to reduce their hours. The managers, Starbucks said, are asking workers to expand their availability in order to keep the business running. Workers noted that the number of staff at their locations was supersized during the union campaign and more hours were made available during the holiday season when stores are at their busiest and most profitable. Starbucks also gave stores extra hours to distribute to new workers during the fall. One worker told more perfect union, but stripped them away at some time after the Elmwood store voted to unionize in early December. Makes sense. So the idea was they had these people working expanded hours they were getting overtime and all this time and then they brought in more people because what starbucks has been doing in this union drive is is hiring a bunch of new people bringing them into the store so that when the voting happens they have a better chance of winning the vote starbucks has a better chance of winning the vote and um so they brought in all those people they cut the hours and now that the hours are cut they're saying uh if you work less than 20 hours uh you can hit the hay you can hit the hay yeah and uh so um that is going on with starbucks they are still trying to bust the union last week starbucks fired seven workers in its unionizing memphis location wiping out the entire organizing committee the company is flooding unionizing stores nationwide with new employees hoping to water pro water down pro-union votes and upcoming nlrb elections the new workers have also been used to cut down the hours given to existing employees which is seen as an attempt to force them to quit yeah so Fucking Starbucks. You're a real son of a bitch. 
Yeah, I mean, they have everything on their side to do it. There's a playbook. There's so many companies. There's so much money spent to just prevent their their employees from having less food scarcity, less housing safety or security. Like they're spending a ridiculous amount of money and time and effort and so so much labor up for like their higher ups. Like just salary money is being spent just to avoid the people that Make the money. Literally make the... Nobody wants to be down there and making the coffee. Everybody wants to be sitting in the office and just saying, like, I like that new color of green. Please give me $165,000 a year, you know? Yeah. You know, like, the boardroom doesn't... They don't... They're not They're not passionate about making sure that, like, office workers are juiced up and ready to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they don't... and. And they have such a, a they're in charge. They're, there's so many people that they're, that are, they're responsible for. Yeah. Straight up. Like you treat, this is how you treat them. You're responsible for your employees. So this thing came up. There's an Activision union being, uh, uh, they're starting to organize Activision, the video game company. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and this, this union avoidance firm is what it's called. Sure. It is a union buster called Reed Smith. Some, some screenshots came out of a, a PowerPoint that somebody got their hands on. Did you see those? No. So uh, I do want to say this is like uh, this remind, this does remind me of Atlas shrugged where like the, I just imagined so many right wing people going nuts right now because like one of the, the biggest problems in that book is all of a sudden people start unionizing. Yeah. Like that's the downfall of everything. Yeah. Which sounds great. Yeah. We have to have, this has to downfall. Yes. I hope union is ship is the start. So it has the type of employees unions exploit in this. Okay. In this thing. So we can learn what our listeners are, basically. Who get the people that get exploited by unions. Yes, yes. How they get into a place. So first, the first type of employee unions exploit, Brett. This is going to be like attachment style quiz or something? It is not. How I'm, many are there? Uh, I'm trying to look. Uh, it's just one page. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you're one of seven types. It's like a new love language. We're all, all. I would say me and you are all. Oh, really? The types. Yeah. We're like Captain Planet of this shit. (laughs) One, lazy, non-productive, or inefficient. That's all one. That's the one area. Uh, Two. That's somebody that just shows up and punches in on time. Yeah. That's a good employee, though. Most people want that. Inefficient is not a fair thing to put on an employee, by the way, because employees are always trying to increase efficiency because it makes their job easier. It's the company that makes things inefficient. It's not the employees that make the things inefficient. You know, they add all these steps. Well, I think inefficient because uh, safety standards, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what this company thinks. Number two, footloose and fancy free. No major obligations or commitments, financial or otherwise. <laughs> that, one's, that one's a little... Footloose and fancy free. <laughs> yeah. That that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. These I... renters, these fucking renters, you just never know. They'll just lift up and head out of town right on you. Uh, the next one is rebel, anti-establishment, opposes society, structure, and management. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's popular these days, I think. It's always been popular. I like the term opposes society. <laughs> yeah, I do too. It's fresh. I want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's, a, there's a good uh, Hank Williams Jr. song called Outlaw Women. And uh, he says, in a way, she's a lot like me. She don't give a damn about society. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking, I belt that one out. I oppose society. The next one is, this one's wild to be in an official PowerPoint for a law firm. Malingerer, something for nothing attitude. <laughs> yeah, malingerer. I don't even know what that means. Maliner? Uh, malingerer? I don't know what it means. M-A-L-I-N. I've never malingered. I've never malingered at work malingerer yeah a person who malingers exaggerate or feign illness to escape duty or work i'm a malingerer (laughs) actually i am one of those i'm sorry what a good word (laughs) it is good (laughs) yeah 
I'm a part of the Malingerer Society. I think you got to keep in mind, too, the company that had this had this on a public website and then pulled it immediately. Sure. After it made its thing on Twitter. And then the Wayback Machine has it. Of course. Yeah, you can't take it back. The next one is Whiner and Complainer. That's me. That is as me as you can be. You know? Uh, Oh, here's a bad one. Activist. That's just, it's a one word. One, yeah. What an activist. You don't want to see it. that. And then the last one is overqualified for current job position. So, oh, so somebody knows they deserve better. Yeah, salting. They're accusing people of salting. Uh-huh. Uh, so, oh, oh my God. Here, checklist for early signs of a union organizing attempt. Noticeable increase in casual employee gatherings. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers like each other now or something? And then in, in parentheses it says tendency to stop talking when supervisors approach. I'm like, dude, that yeah. is the tendency. That's what people do, man. Yeah, they're calling you hot dog neck or something. They're not like <laughs> they they might not be union organizing. They're probably just saying the most disgusting shit about you behind your back. You got to be spying on people to find this stuff out because employees seem uncommonly busy during breaks, before or after work, and during lunch hour. Yeah, I mean, this is the playbook. I mean, they do know how it's been pulled off, I guess. They know the heist. Oh, here's the next one. You're just one. like, hey, let's let's sweep. To, let's sweep tonight, you know? Yeah, like, you motherfuckers don't... This is another you motherfuckers don't like each other and we know it thing. Discussions of informal employee get-togethers after hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> I heard you guys talking about how you were hanging out after yeah. work. Is that so you can do a union? Because we don't like that. Gang, all discussion of the VIP lounge and how you're going to be hanging out outside of work has to stay outside of work. <laughs> yeah. Here's another weird one. This is a very odd one. Nature of employee complaints changes and changes and becomes noticeably more or less frequent. So I don't... <laughs> like, like they're sandbagging? They're like, it's, no, 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 no. Let's hold these back. Let's unleash them all at once. Like they're sandbagging you? Yeah. Either or they somebody explained what a grievance was to everybody. <laughs> they're either complaining more or less. And you know what? It could be either one. Just keep an eye out. You want the regular amount of complaining going yeah. on. Whenever you see it move, you're in trouble. <laughs> Complaint slash concerns presented by a delegation instead of individual employees. Oh, no. Kind of dig that, though. Formation of new cliques with new leaders. That one. Like, I, I don't know how you would catch them doing it. I don't know how you would fill this checklist out. Uh, I guess maybe like you'd see four like pick and packers leaning up against the equipment and one would have like a red badge on their leather jacket or yeah. something to let them know that they're the captain of the gang or something. Here's another good one. Employees begin using terms like job security, <laughs> <laughs> concerted oh. activity. Hey, you, you show you said you said you'd live life a day at a time. <laughs> You said you live life a day at a time. Why are you talking about your future now and what you can expect from us? Somebody's seeming very footloose. And, I thought yeah, you were yeah. all footloose and fancy free. Now yeah. you want job security. Which is it? Which one is it? I see you malingering over there. <laughs> uh, economic pressure is another economic pressure. Yeah, yeah this is... <laughs> I don't know. My employees, all of a sudden, they're saying they're struggling to survive. There's... <laughs> They're not coming in because their rent isn't paid, so they have to go, like, sell all their shit. And it's like, I don't know. It feels dangerous. <laughs> oh, my God. Duty to bargain and right to representation. Those are the last two things you'll start hearing around the office. Okay. Sudden changes in employee attitudes coupled with reluctance to talk to deal openly with management. And uh, this one I like a lot because this reeks of somebody who was never a teenager uh, former employees, especially discharged ones, loitering on company premises. <laughs> okay. Because when I was a kid, man, I loved going to my old jobs. Uh, any person asking for names and or addresses of employees. Unknown individuals appearing at facility and conferring with groups of employees, such as in the parking lot. 
uh, personal visit, telephone call, or registered letter from a union representative. Well, yeah, that <laughs> is definitely. Good. I mail my registered letters from my union. I mail those to everybody at their job. I hope the boss don't see them. Union authorization cards, handbills, or leaflets left on the premises or in parking areas. And uh, here's a pretty funny one: uh, anti-company graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> Chick fuck lay. <laughs> We're bringing this bitch down. <laughs> Once popular and or friendly employees become withdrawn, seem outcasts, and avoid contact with supervisors or coworkers. Uh, and then in parentheses, it's like maybe opposed to the unionization effort. Right. Uh, sudden and unexplained change in work habits and productivity. Watch for a drop in quantity and or quality of production. Um, and uh, increase in questionable usage of sick time coupled with noticeable attempts to take advantage of HR policy loopholes. So, uh, here's the count. Well, yeah, that is, there's more of this. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. You're paying money to somebody to tell you that the union pamphlets you found in the parking lot are something to be alarmed by. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say if you're running the goddamn company, uh, you should maybe... Uh, know that. Watch out for watch out for gang signs. Watch out, they're going to tag the building every time they have a union meeting. They're going to add a new tag to the back wall. Anti anti company graffiti is absolutely hilarious. All right, we got at least one piece of audio here for this week. I'm going to play. It came up in in front of me uh, from Yairo Mantis on Twitter. Uh, Jim Brewer. Showed up on Right Wing Watch again. Oh, yeah. I got two clips of his stand-up comedy. Um, So, let's hear some Brewer. Let's hear some... This fucking about time. We got this guy doing comedy now. Where's this at? This is at the AmericanFaith.com Reawaken America conference. Oh, Jim. 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 <laughs> Jim. Come on, buddy. <laughs> this is an excerpt here. See Omicron and let them know it doesn't even matter if they're vaccinated. <laughs> like we're in an Avengers movie. <laughs> the Omicron is coming! The Omicron is coming! The Omicron! <laughs> Put your grandmother back in the basement! Quickly! Get the children away from everyone! It's the Omicron! He's breathing on everyone and no one's dying! <laughs> it's... it's... He's doing the same shit! He's actually doing Robin Williams type stuff, have you noticed? Stop. And I hate to be No, you're Robin disrespectful, Williams. stop. Don't try to troll people. <laughs> He's I know. I'm not gonna be mean to Rob, but he is doing the Robin Williams thing. You know? Oh, it's no. like we're in Avengers movie. Woo! Oh. I'll say he's doing worse than that. Okay. And here's why. It is childish mocking. Yeah. It's the same thing that you do to like your partner. Like, oh, you didn't clean the bathroom so good. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I didn't fold the towels right. That's all he's doing is saying things in a in a funny voice, right? Yeah, there's no jokes here. There's no joke. It's like the, the Avengers line doesn't track to me as a joke. In that, like, did the Avengers fight a pandemic? Like Omicron. Omicron sounds like Thanos. It sounds like a comic book thing. I get it, and that. Everybody was getting blown apart by it. That's the, f but he's not really explaining anything. He's just going, <laughs> he is, he is doing that though. <laughs> People are you going, see nuts them panicking. Oh, I know they love it. Running to the screens. What do we do now? <laughs> These people Joe are afraid. Rogan. It's funny to them. They're funny. It's funny that we have a fear of a of a virus that's killed a millions of people now. When he it's says funny to him, it, he finally hit my favorite thing about this like sort of style of comedy is like he could. These guys aren't using sheeple because I think we've made fun of sure. Listen up, sheeple. Like there's been enough of people making fun of it. Yeah. 
The, so yeah. now it is a different thing. It is go look at your fucking screens, man. It's like where are you getting your fucking information from? What are you staring serenely at the sun all the time? No, and it's also that thing we talked about last time, which is that openness doctrine that he's preaching, um, which is stupid because this is literally, I think, from the beginning, people were like, we need to stop thinking about ourselves and start working together to stay inside and be quarantined and do all these things. And they're the ones that were not open to that at all. But he just runs around pretending like he's the most open-minded and accepting person that's ever existed. Like, that's more than anything... And that he he's being pushed to do this by us, you know. This is really funny. Hey, it's Vina in the chat actually did. I said Robin Williams, but they said uh, Dane Cook. And that's what he's he's doing. Dane Cook at that in the round thing that he did that yeah. like people were like really. So Dane Cook, don't let anybody tell you that they didn't think he was funny at the beginning. It just isn't true. People fucking were into what Dane Cook was doing. The way it ended with Dane Cook was he did this this special in the round in um, Madison Square Garden, I believe, on HBO. And it was painfully not funny in a way that like people could see the seams of what he was doing, which is what Jim's doing. Noises. It's just a guy doing noises and walking around funny. That is what Jim Brewer is doing here. He's doing the cook. He's doing the Dane, as we call it. So, well, I think he was doing it before him too, though. I think he's just basically stuck in 1996 humor. That's a good point. Joe Rogan's misinformation. Joe Rogan's misinformation. Joe Rogan's misinformation. What is? Oh, that's what they say. They do that. They disagree with us. They're so stupid. Yeah. War in Russia. War in Russia. War in Russia. All right. I agree with you that we shouldn't go to war in Russia, Jim. I'm going to go on that end that yes, but let's see why they're saying war in Russia. Uh, quick, look at the other ring of the circus. Do you see what fools they are? So (laughs) that is the first Brewer thing. I have one more. This is also him doing comedy. So you're not allowed to get mad at me if it's not funny because I'm trying to play funny audio here. Okay. Uh, This is from his his Patreon special and it's his clip. He he posted. Yeah. I mean, why are we allowed to mock them when they say it's fake and then they die, though? I know. Why is well, that like yeah. we're supposed to be better than them? Is I think what we would say. It's like we're no. supposed to be nicer than them. No, but he was incensed by that. Like I just think that his I don't know, the just straight up mocking people for what they believe, like he can't take it. Yeah. You should be allowed to make fun of him. He sure. he can't take a he can't take a pointed critique. He just thinks you're supposed to to do like a wacky impersonation. Yeah. He's like, I'm just fucking being goat boy, dude. Yeah. I'm not even like being weird, you know? I'm doing I'm I'm doing my jokes. I'm like, that's what he thinks he's doing. He he's he thinks he's doing his jokes and that we shouldn't give a shit about the jokes, but he's but mocking us. The jokes are just reading the stuff that people believe though. Yes. Like there's there he's not putting any time in it to it. He I guess he thinks he's performing it. Yes. Like it would be like us doing our the show and saying, More people with the vaccination are getting the disease. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That would be a joke that we would write and charge people to come see for yes. us to say the shit that they believe. Yeah. All right, here's more. You know, last summer we went on a trip of lifetime. You could watch it. I'm not promoting, I'm just telling you. You can uh, watch it on either the Facebook page or Instagram page. Oof. I went on this huge trip during the summer. Trip of a life. First off, <laughs> I want to stop this and say that he just plugged his Facebook and Instagram on stage at a stand-up comedy show. That's where we're at, dude. <laughs> but nobody does that. We don't even do that. Yeah. You know, We don't go up there and say, hey, man, check out the Patreon. Follow us on Facebook. You already paid to get in, man. We got your money. Okay. Uh Well, yeah, he does. I mean, this is a new audience for him. He's making new fans tonight. It's true. 
was a lifetime trip. It was one of those. The whole family, I thought this was going to be the last time possibly we were together as a family. College, moving out, high school kid. And I said, so we went, went to Africa for a month. Yeah, you didn't see that coming, did you? Because I'm racist. You didn't see that coming because you would think I wouldn't go to Africa because I'm kind of racist, a little low key. I'm, everything I'm sending out suggests racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I bet he went to like Montana stuff. The whole subtext of that is that he went where black people are. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tara were there last summer. It's pretty incredible. I know he's into nature because I listen to his podcast. And he's really that's how he thinks it's stuff. But he went to Montana. Watch his best friend. Africa. God damn. Africa. Oh, God. This is My so bad. stomach fucking turned. So in Africa, we went to uh, Kenya, Rwanda, and Egypt. But the, Right. Ooh, that's the way most people, ooh, what? Hey. You're so cool, but dude. This is when I knew my wife and I spoiled and we just destroyed our children. Oh, no, this is not, I don't, you I just, I do jokes like about my daughter, like on stage and, and, and like, you know, just little lighthearted jabs or whatever I do. I'm not going to go on fucking stage and be like, this is all the ways I failed my daughter when I raised her and why she's not a very good person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is not, that's really bad, but. We destroyed them. See, I, I grew up, didn't have money, never complained, didn't realize, I had a lot of love, a lot of love, a lot of laughs. So no. I, didn't, I didn't understand. I just, I'm just being honest with you. So when I started making money, I just was like, I want, yeah, you want, you want new toys? Take them. You want new clothes? Take them. You want me to pay for your first car? <laughs> Done. Man, new, new phone? <laughs> Still getting haircuts? <laughs> you want some new clothes? <laughs> Whatever you want. How much that cup? Oh, you want to go away with your whole friends? I'll lease that. So this feels so mad. The things, I mean, I get, I do understand. I feel the same way. <laughs> well, the things he, I just wouldn't make it a joke, like you said. Yeah, and the things he's listing are things you're supposed to buy your kids. Yeah. Like it's not like like he fucking said haircut, clothes, food. Look at he, yeah. he, your first car, car. You should probably buy your kid their first car. I think. I mean, my parents have been buy my first car, but I, I don't think it matters about wrong. would or should. I think that his parents would have if they had the. That's how I always feel about everything I do. Is like, no, my parents actually would have done this. Like I'm realizing that they were like fighting to stay alive, and I'm not. Yes. You know? Yeah. I can't wait till you hear where this is going. Hey, whatever you want. The That's line. a natural reaction to give and give. But when you give to others too much, especially your kids, you create monsters. I should monsters. This is conservative, but though. You, I mean, he's this is the right audience. This is super stupid, dumbass conservative. I fight against this all the time. Yeah, it's totally wrong. I mean, I love giving my kids stuff. That's been the whole thing with me. Is like. I never got to that point where I was like, I hate that I have to give her stuff. I don't mind giving her uh, stuff. I don't like being broke. I don't like it when I, I can't afford. I don't like it when I can't afford to give her stuff, I guess, is my thing. I suffered so much that I'm jealous as fuck. I live most <laughs> every day of my life jealous of not even money, just attention and affection and love. And it, I do. I mean, yeah, I definitely feel... I, it's just like some stuff she gets away with when I remember being like one of the most humiliating experiences of my life. Talking about the socks thing where now I'm just like, oh, okay, you silly goose. But having like your arm ripped out, ripped out of the socket, like as you're dragged back in the house and told that like you ruined these socks, which are somehow just became like the most precious thing in the fucking world. Yeah. You know, like that in a way is just like, kid, you literally have no idea how hard it is for other people. Yeah. Not just for me. It's not even from a me thing. It's just like, how do you beat him without understanding what it's like to know to have like a kid that that you get treated like shit yeah. or neglected and all that? It's frustrating. Yeah. We created, we created it. 
We, mo- we made those boobs bigger and bigger. I don't know what that means at all. His wife's tits got big when they were pregnant? I guess and it's a jizz noise. Ew. I guess he's talking about how they breastfeed off of... Oh. They're 23, right? I can't wait till the punchline plays. <laughs> I, I'm not exaggerating. So we said to our kids, I went, here's what we're doing. We're going to uh, Kenya. Okay. Then we're going to Rwanda, hopefully see gorillas. Then we're going to go to Egypt, see the, you know, pyramids. Not any people. I mean, people. Yeah, the Africa trip is not the problem. No, it's not. But just wait. (laughs) And they went, "Um, Father, it sounds very educational. a month is quite a long time. Um, I don't. So I would assume these are. Um, how long is the trip exactly? I was like what? eighteen hours, but it's split up. We go to eighteen hours. Um, is this first class? That's when we knew what a serious problem we did. We gave them everything. I'm- they didn't earn anything. So we didn't teach them anything. What is this guy fucking doing? How is this comedy? How is this comedy? Here's the punchline. I'm going to give you the punchline right here. But in Jesus. We're torturing him. Here it is. He created little socialist assholes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> That's what he said. He said he created little socialist assholes. Because they asked if they were flying first class? Yes. Because you take it's an eighteen hour flight to where it's like if I'm flying eighteen hours, I think everybody, I think everybody should be first class on an eighteen hour flight. Like, How old are these kids too? He said one of them was in their twenties. Yeah, and one's in high school. Then they're they're huge. They're, they're grown. They know what they're. They want to know what they're getting into. And it's his children that he fucking gave them like they are only doing what he has given them to expect right like we're going to africa uh are we flying first class it's like well you're the motherfucker that flies his first class everywhere you know (laughs) let's just say it's socialist to 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 say we've created socialists because they act he's acting like socialist people are like want this like first class yeah, life. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! I go to buy my adult daughter a trip to Africa, and the first thing she says to me is, "Is it first class?" I I fucking ruined them. I have to do this though. Like they act like they're forced to. Why don't you be a hard ass like fiscal conservative, my dude? Why don't you invite your kid and send him an invoice for the charges? Yeah. Stop complaining that you like your that you spend your money on your kids. You're good. You're a good. I'm a good parent. You know, I spend yeah. a lot of my money on my children. Yeah, um, just like his dad thing. They don't want to look like they love their kid or some shit. Yeah, it is. I spent a bunch of my money on my kid, but that this is the core to like a lot of conservative thought, in my opinion. I spent a lot of my money on my kid, and that gives me the right to be angry at them. Like they don't, they're they don't expect they don't. You know what I mean? They don't appreciate anything. Now I get to be mad because I've given them yeah. everything. I pay for all their stuff and they don't um, read the new Tucker Carlson book and talk to me about it. Yes. They didn't. They like, I'm paying for everything that they do and they don't watch Bill O'Reilly and that makes me mad. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Now they're socialists. Well, that's Street Fight. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday, right? Yes, for sure. Well, Friday for I'm sorry on the Patreon. Kramer. Yes, this Friday on patreon.com slash Street Fight Radio. I'm sorry. You can access it for $5 a month. Uh, pledge to support the show so that we can keep doing this. Spread this mess across the U.S. And uh, we will see you on Sunday night taking calls. I think it's going to be remote. So 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. Come hang with the crew. Do what it do. Peace. DT the King. Pray God not watching me. 
Arm to the teeth, suppressor on the carbon 15. Still not in the rapper conversations. I promise it don't bother me the least. Long as it ain't stopping me from eating. I've been chasing bread since the fetus. I was taught my Miranda rights before I learned the Pledge of Allegiance. Never flying spirit or allegiance unless I got my parachute pack. Fortunate I made it out the gutter. I promise I would never move back. All these bitches, I might need a nap. All these bitches, I might lose track. Ladies love me, I'm a cool cat. We just kick it, I'm a Shoe rack, pockets cripping all these blue bags, but metaphorically I'm seeing green. Clientele tapping on the window, and me and Piff were serving through the screen. Missing Piff, I hoped it was a dream. I woke up, he's still gone. They say time heals all, they never told me how long. Papa never popped up, mama had to raise me all on her own. Papa nothing but a coward, mama ain't made me all on her own. All that ever made me was more strong. Well, maybe just a little bitter. I done grown numb to it, no feelings. Guess we grow from it if it don't kill us. Raised by pimps, prostitutes, and killers, what can I say? I think drug dealing might as well be my family trade. I ain't have no maid when it got paid, now I got it made. Tomorrow's still not promised, all a nigga can do is pray. That God's not watching you. If he was, he'd be ashamed. You nothing but a disappointment, damn homie, you ain't nothing like you claim. You ain't no big homie. You been getting niggas started, paying niggas off so they don't pick on you. You ain't causing havoc. You ain't about to action. You ain't got a stick on you. You and I are not the same. I take some pocket change out and put a hit on you. Sega 12 with the switch, fat ass shells, looking like rigatoni. Life's a bitch and she sucks. I just tell her how it is, call it real spill. Maybe I'm a klutz. I got all these babies yet. I ain't never gave two fucks. Call it hard work, call it dedication, never call it luck I grew up without a maid, went and got paid, now I got it made Tomorrow never was promised, all a nigga can do is pray The God's not watching us Nas kicked the door, you know how it go, now we all fucked Niggas stopped the toilet up with the pounds, now it won't flush We gon' all get tests, cause you know scared niggas don't hush Oh, what a nightmare, thank God I finally woke up with somebody lady, now she talking crazy, told me keep in touch With somebody lady, and I thought I loved her till I bust a nut Then I snapped back, 5950, back to my senses, back to my mission, back to my business She can't be my missus, I'ma kill that pussy, she a living witness She gon' swear she miss me, but I know she kidding Hold my heart frozen, I can't even feel it, here's a cold shoulder, bitches getting chilly Stacking my pennies, trying not to spend it, just to bring scuba snacks to my kitties All my people eat, only way we living, we ain't got to worry, I know how they get it Call me Chef Kerry, I'ma keep the trays coming in my kitchen Thanks to Chef Free Kitchen, put up double digits You just bust the dishes, though my only wishes We don't waste a smidgen, sipping on success Bad for my kidneys, so I gotta pass it like a mic, baby On to my brother, then to my brother, then to my sister Hope you get the picture, long little pill DT the kid M. 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 Harris Films, what you doing?